Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. All right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are going back to our series that we started last year, looking at the trailers for some upcoming movies. We're going to be looking at movies coming out in February 2021. Of course, there's lots of movies coming out in February, but we picked six movies to talk about. Returning to do this with me again is Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year. We skipped this segment in January because uh, there was just so many like end of the year, top 10, top 5, all that stuff, episodes. I didn't know where I'd be able to squeeze it in, so I just figured we'd uh, we'd skip January. Plus, you know, everybody's got burnout in January and just trying to relax and all that, you know. But now it's time to start watching lots of more movies, and there are lots of movies to watch. So we're going to talk about six of them today, try to guess some puzzle pieces, and then we'll see. Maybe I'll end up covering some of these movies with full episodes uh, after they come out. So... We are going to get into that in a second, but I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, and you can subscribe to our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. We also have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus content, early advanced episodes, uh, exclusive stuff from Piecing It Together, Awesome Movie Year, and my music career, and everything else that I'm involved in. So make sure to check out the Produced by David Rosen Patreon. The more subscribers we get, the more content we're going to make for it. So go check that out. So with all that said, we got six movies to talk about now. And let's get into it. All right, so we skipped January, but we are back to do another trailer roundup episode. Jason Harris is with us. Jason, how's it going, man? Doing well, Dave, but I think we learned a lot in January by skipping. Uh, we skip for one month, and what happens? An insurrection, Dave. An insurrection. <laughs> it's all our fault. We, 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 the people wanted us and instead they went and did that with their free time we got to give them that drip baby (laughs) (laughs) so uh we've got we've got six movies here to talk about although there was obviously a lot of choices there's always a lot of choices um you threw a whole bunch of last minute ones at me last night there's a lot of these movies too we're still it's already february but we're still dealing with 2020 movies that you know are finally getting their releases on the streaming services and all that 
It's always such a weird thing, the beginning of the year. Well, I mean, obviously this year is a little crazier, you know, mm-hmm. with everything going on and, you know, they all blend together. I don't think we're covering any of them today, but there were at least two movies dealing with time loops, maybe three that are coming sure. out in February. It's so trendy right now. It's a, it's a little, um, you know, let's move on. Let's, let's get back to not time loops. That's right. That's right. Although uh, you will get to cover, if I cover more time loop movies, I'm sure you'll be the one to cover it. So that way we can have a little thing going. You I'm know? the time loop expert of the That's you. Uh, piecing it together. There we go. That's you. That's you. Well, uh, let's jump in. Our first movie today coming out in a week is Malcolm and Marie. It's coming out February 5th on Netflix. And um, this movie, so I'm going to say it's about this this filmmaker and his kind of muse, and they are uh, in this relationship together, and they are falling apart, and it seems to all take place in their uh, their home. And there's already been a lot of uh reactions to this movie online I, a lot of critics have seen it already and the uh the takes are coming hard and fast on this one have you have you been following any of this no dave i've been living a life <laughs> that's smart that's, what are uh, the takes on you uh well first of all people seem to be really up in arms about the age difference between john david washington and zendaya which, uh, I don't know, I think it's kind of ridiculous, but, um, you know, it is what it what is. What is the you age know, difference? Uh, I, I want to say, I don't have the number in front of me, but I, I want to say it's like 14 years or something difference between the two of them. But the main thing is that Zendaya plays a high school student on uh, that one show. Was it Euphoria? Euphoria. But yeah, this is and, from the, the guy who created Euphoria. And actors, this is going to sound crazy, Dave, can play... <laughs> different characters of different ages right imagine that wacky so there's that and then there's also um i didn't really even necessarily get this from the trailer uh but the fact that this movie seems to be a uh, a critique of film critic criticism uh which a lot of critics seem to be kind of pushing back against a little bit wow Critics have thin skin. What a shock. <laughs> Imagine that. They just get to throw shots but not take them. Who would have thought? So what did you get from the trailer? What, what did you think of this one? I mean, it looked interesting to me. I don't know if it's going to be good. I never watched Euphoria. Um, mm. Zendaya really pops off the screen. And I know John David Washington, I thought, got some really unfair criticism for his work in Tenet. He was not mm. the problem in there. Right, and, right. you know... Like, I really thought he was good in Black Klansman, so I want to see what he does, you know? And, uh, I, I mean, I'm going to wait until I watch the movie before I judge it and not judge it on seemingly really superficial items that uh, you have mentioned. Agreed. Agreed. I'm actually really looking forward to this one. But uh, what do you got for some pieces for what this might be like? Well, the first one I thought of is uh, Spike Lee's first movie, She's Got to Have It, as we know, Spike directed john david washington in black klansman and that uh she's got to have a very good movie about relationships and who fits where and it's in black and white and you know uh Mm -hmm. spike lee his influence is just growing larger and larger as the years you know keep coming right you just see more and more 
of him seeping and and um one of the other movies i thought about that we've already talked about on uh this show uh that he did influence was my number one movie of last year the 40 year old version uh, mm. again black and white again dealing with kind of what it's like to date um as you get older and you know uh she also uh there's like that muse element in that movie you know sure Sure. And then the last movie I thought about, which had nothing to do with it, but is really about a relationship starting at a real high and then watching it descent uh, till its doomed end is 500 Days of Summer, which, as you know, gets brought up on the show at least twice a week. Yes, absolutely. That is, uh, of, of the 2000s, it's one of the most uh, mentioned movies on this show, that is for sure. Uh, I'll go with Marriage Story. Uh, a movie with big, big, huge performances of a relationship crumbling and these people uh, really wearing their hearts on their sleeves the whole time. Uh, so th that's the first one I was going to mention. And the other one, again, this whole uh, uh, filmmaker muse dynamic of this, which, again, I'm getting more from the headlines of these early reviews uh, than I did from the actual trailer, but still it's in my mind. So I thought of Paul Thomas Anderson's Phantom Thread about this uh, designer and his relationship with his muse, and it's a very unhealthy relationship. And so uh, it might be a stretch, but that's that's the other thing that I thought of for this one. Well, that's good, Dave. I just want to say Zendaya was born in 1996, so she is 25. Is that right if I'm doing the math? Sure. She's 24, 25? Yeah. I'm pretty sure she's old enough to date whoever she wants at this point in time. Like, you know, I would say so. Yeah. It's kind of funny that people like give that as the pushback, but these are the same people like equality for all choices. <laughs> you know, everyone should be able to make their own choices. Like, well, dude, I mean, honestly, she looks like, I mean, I, I like her as an actress. I think this is a really good step. It looks like she's going to be great in this thing. Yeah, given a chance to do something big and uh, and and starring role, and I mean, this is definitely, I think, one of Netflix's big uh, pushes for the beginning of the year. So it's going to be interesting to see. But we'll move on to our next movie, which is called PVT Chat. It is coming out on February ninth on VOD, and it's about a guy who becomes obsessed with a cam girl. And it stars Julia Fox from Uncut Gems, which is great to uh, see her back in a movie. Also, uh, Peter Vack, directed by Ben Hosey. And uh, looks like a wild ride of a movie. What do you think about this one? Yeah, Dave. You, you know, uh, have you ever been obsessed with a cam girl, Dave? Uh, no, I haven't. But uh, I, I guess I could see the appeal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, uh, right, well, that's the idea is like they... The PVT private, right? Is that what it's private chat is like? I believe so. They're trying to make you have that one-on-one -on -one experience. I, I, uh, I too have never been obsessed with a cam girl, but I look forward to it. Uh, <laughs> although I think I've dated a few cam girls, but that's really not the point, is it, Dave? No, um, no, no. <laughs> I don't know about this movie. Uh, we'll see. I know, um, like, what were people comparing it? I mean, because you mentioned Uncut Gems, people were comparing it tonally to the the softies, right? Sure. Yeah, so, and I'll, I'll I'll jump in first and just say the Softy Brothers in general is one of my pieces, which is so obvious. But I mean, come on, uh, the the grittiness, the neon colors, the uh, 
you know, just kind of like dirty feeling of it all. And just, it seems like it's just going to get crazier as it goes that, which is something that is definitely runs through a lot of their films, you know, good time on cut gems, uh, even heaven knows what. Uh, so I definitely think there's a lot of safties all over this. Cool. Well, keep going. If you already hit the safties, go with your, the rest of yours. Shit. I'll go with one other one. Uh, punch drunk love. Paul Thomas Anderson, which, you know, Sandler's character gets caught up in a uh, whole sex line operator thing and things go nuts from there. And uh, I I don't know exactly where things are going to go in this movie, but I definitely got a little bit of that from this, except for in that case, you know, Sandler, poor Sandler is (laughs) just getting dragged in against his will. Why why are you making me go into Shemelame Six Line? (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, What do you got? (laughs) I picked The Girlfriend Experience, uh, Mm -hmm. the Steven Soderbergh movie that Sasha Gray, the adult film actress, starred in. Because I think a lot of this is about who has the power, you know, Mm -hmm. in these kind of, uh, I don't want to call them relationships, transactional sure. uh, interactions, shall we say. And this one looks like it changes from her to him. And the girlfriend experience is all about her. Uh, she mm-hmm. plays a prostitute having the power, right? You know? Yeah. Um, there were parts of the preview where it looked like they were doing some private party stuff. So I immediately thought of that scene in Eyes Wide Shut. Mm. Um, so, and then the last one I had, I don't know if you ever saw this movie and, um, this was about, uh, it's a really messed up movie called compliance about, uh, Pat Healy plays a guy who calls a, uh, like a fast food chain and uh, convinces them all that he's gonna, you know, either shoot him or blow him up. I don't remember. And he makes the workers do like really, uh, sexually messed up, not messed up if they were consensual, but because of how they, you know, sure. were things to each other. So I thought of compliance because I think there is going to be an element of um, people having to acquiesce to sexual demands against their will. That movie sounds nuts. I've never seen it. Uh, and I've also never seen The Girlfriend Experience, but I had thought of it as a uh, as a puzzle piece here. And I probably should watch that one of these days. I didn't love The Girlfriend. I didn't really like The Girlfriend Experience. If you're a Soderbergh completist, you would probably want to watch that. But Compliance is definitely a very good and uncomfortable movie. Tonally, and it's not the same, but tonally, we talked about The Assistant at the uh, mm. end of the year. It kind of feels like that tonally. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to have to uh, check that out. Uh, next one on the list is I Care A Lot, coming out on February 19th on Netflix. This is about a woman who makes money uh, stealing from old people by posing as their legal guardians and then gets mixed up with someone with ties to some shady characters, it looks like. And uh, there's another movie that looks like it just is going to get crazier and crazier as it goes. Uh, I, I just watched this trailer for the first time this morning. You brought this one to my attention. I, I, I had heard the name and like knew about the cast, but I hadn't seen the trailer yet. Uh, it looks pretty damn fun, actually. I'm looking forward to this. I'm really excited for this as well because um, it, it looks like, I mean, maybe they've given us a little too much, but um, the kind of reversal in there of the main character, Rosamund Pike, and she's going to get her comeuppance and maybe uh, bad bad people keep getting involved with worse situations and everyone gets screwed. But it does, yeah. it looks fun. I mean, it looks funny, first of all. 
And sure. I mean, dude, you got Rosman Pike, Peter Dinklage, and Diane Weist as like the top three. Um, as you know, we just talked about Peter Dinklage on uh, on Awesome Movie Year on his breakout performance in The Station Agent. So um, yeah. yeah, we're all in on Dinklage. Rosman Pike and Diane Weist are great. So let's let's get it, buddy. Yeah, Rosman Pike hasn't given hasn't been given a lot of good chances lately. Like she, her roles are just like. I don't know. They're just kind of weird. The the choices. This looks like it's going to be a really fun one for. Her. Uh, but what do you got for your pieces here? Okay, so the first thing I thought of was just that kind of money above all else. No matter who you're hurting, it doesn't matter. And also, totally, it seems to have a little of the same type of humor. I have the Wolf of Wall Street as my first piece. I do too. <laughs> all right, there we go. And then I thought of the George Clooney movie where he just fires everyone at uh, uh, the Jason Reitman movie up in the air, where he just uses the reason like, Hey, it's my job. That's, that's what it is. So he's justifying that. And that had sure. some good humor in it. And then I thought of a movie where everyone kind of gets their comeuppance in a different way, which was uh, in Bruges, which I know a lot mm. of people love. And I have to watch again at some point in time. And I don't remember was Dinklage in that, or was he in the, Seven Psychopaths. I know he was in one of them, but yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Seven Psychopaths. But um, but yeah, In Bruges is another movie that I've been like wanting to rewatch lately. I saw it when it first came out, and uh, everybody loves that movie. And I always love Seven Psychopaths, but and I do not like Seven Psychopaths or Three Billboards Outside of Montana or Missouri or whatever. <laughs> but In Bruges would be um, you know, if you're looking to do like a piecing it together this year of you know, one that's kind of uh, a look back. That would be a good one for us to do. That would be a good one. Maybe that will happen. Uh, so I will add in, I know we just talked about it, but Uncut Gems, you know, just about this person who's just driven by winning no matter the cost. And so, so I thought about that. And then another one, maybe not anything with the actual story or the plot, but just the general dark comic feel a uh, movie that was on all three of our top ten lists last year, Bad Education. Uh, it just seems like just really fucked up characters and uh, just a really crazy story. Yeah, this whole idea of money at all costs. That's kind of, I think, like we said, Wolf of Wall Street. And yeah, so hey, man, at least there's a clear directive. This one looks really intriguing. I'm excited for this movie. Definitely. So next up is a movie called Crisis that's opening in theaters February 26th, and then will be uh, on digital the next week, March 5th. Uh, it stars Gary Oldman, Army Hammer, Evangeline Lilly, a bunch of other people. Uh, it's got all these multiple stories that kind of converge uh, all around the opioid epidemic. And uh, looks like a pretty solid thriller if it doesn't get buried by all the Army Hammer controversy right what? now. I, I, okay, I know this is like a side tangent. As far as I can tell, is he in trouble for just writing stuff on Instagram and having bad thoughts? Is that what it is? So that's what I thought at first, too. And, and you know, I don't want to uh, speak, you know, about things I don't know 100% about. But what I will say is that that seems to dominate the headlines, which I, I, I see what you're saying. And I agree. Like, are we really canceling someone for, you know, uh, private messages that are between consenting adults? But 
it seems like once you dig deeper into the story that there is some actual uh, bad stuff, not related to cannibalism or any of that, but actual, uh, you know, uh, sexual, maybe not assault, but um, certainly this guy was treating people terribly. So it's really going to have to see what comes out as this thing goes forward. But he's already dropping out of projects. And so, you know, we'll see what happens. Right. Yeah, I noticed that, too. And and obviously, if there is uh, some type of assault, we are not for it. But we're also not for persecuting people because of thoughts. So Yes, absolutely. um, So we'll see. I mean, either way, I hope this movie doesn't get buried because Nicholas Jarecki is awesome. Yeah, um, I've never I've seen, seen his last movie, which I know is supposed to be great. Well, he's directed two movies. He directed The Outsider, which was a documentary on James Toback, which was was another right. problematic figure now, right? <laughs> sure. But yeah. um, and it was about him going to Cannes to try to um, you know find money to make another movie, and that was good. But Arbitrage is mm-hmm. maybe like one of the most under the radar uh, gems of the last decade, man. That that is a I gotta watch that. great. If you like those kind of slow burn, like political financial thrillers, you know, people mm. in power. I'm sure like if you watch Succession, it's that type of thing. Um, I right. have not watched Succession, but I do love Arbitrage. And um, really, Richard Gere brings it in that movie. So, um, so yeah, that's why I recommended this for this because I'm so like, I was like, whoa. Nicholas Jarecki, Gary Oldman, let's get it, you know? Yeah. So It's a killer trailer, by the way. I mean, I, w- I went to the drive-in last night for everybody listening, uh, and they showed some trailers for some upcoming movies, and I don't know if it was the, uh, the experience of sitting in a car, just hearing the audio through your car speaker or what, but some of the trailers just really lacked any kind of punch whatsoever. This is a killer trailer. I mean, it just is so exciting, and it just feels like its own little mini movie. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really excited uh, for it. And, you know, to pull off the tone of this well, as we've seen, is is tough, you know? A lot of these fall flat. So, yeah, you said it's about the opioid crisis and uh, stories coming together. So my first two pieces are about our drug movies, about different stories, different points of view, different characters dealing with different aspects of... Uh, the drug war, drug crisis, whatever you want to call it. Traffic and Sicario were mm-hmm. my first two. And then I believe Gary Oldman is going the whistleblower route in this thing. So I think of maybe the best movie ever uh, about a whistleblower. Although there's a lot of good ones. Uh, the Insider with uh, Michael Mann's movie with Russell Crowe and Al Pacino. And sure. uh, do, you want to hear, do you want to hear a fun story? I recently heard about that movie. Sure. The Insider. Sure. I think it's Scott Frank might have wrote it. You might want to look that up. I forget who. But anyway, he wrote this huge, like, three-page monologue for Al Pacino, right? And Mm -hmm. Al Pacino, you know, goes and he goes, well, what's the point of this monologue here, right? And uh, Scott Frank, or whoever the writer is, who you're about to tell us, who was the writer? It was a big one. I know that. Three writing credits. Mary, Mary Brenner, Eric Roth, and Michael Mann. Eric Roth is the so Eric Roth. I was thinking of yep. because he's interesting because he still writes on like a, a 1980s PC, like dot matrix printer. And that, that's nice. how he does it. But I, I think I confused him with Scott Frank because he's another one of these like prolific writers who's sure, got decades sure. of, of great, you know, movies. So Eric Roth writes this three page monologue 
And Pacino's like, you know, well, what's the what's the what's the impetus? What's the point? And Eric Roth explains, well, what we're trying to get across is this and this, and this is why it's important. And Pacino says to him, he goes, I can do that in one look. And they cut the whole monologue and did like a one shot on Pacino, and he did the whole thing in one look. So incredible! Know. Yeah, <laughs> what a story! Yeah. So traffic, Sicario, the insider. Awesome, awesome. I also, of course, had traffic uh, on my list. That just makes total sense. And then the other one that I had on my list, you know, I've used Breaking Bad as a puzzle piece a lot on this show, but I'm going to go with Breaking Bad's little brother, Ozark. Uh, which is such a similar show, but, uh, you know, with uh, all these, all these regular people getting mixed up within, you know, the, the drug trade and, and everything going on with that, I just felt was like a better match here. All right. Fair enough, man. So, so we, I didn't plan this, but the next one, right back into the opioid crisis, uh, we we're talking about Cherry, which is coming out February 26th on Apple TV from the Russo brothers. Starring Tom Holland as an army vet with PTSD, becomes addicted to opioids and starts robbing banks. Uh, and, you know, I, I said earlier with one of the movies how I didn't like quite get everything from the trailer. Um, I don't even think I really got the opioid part from the trailer. I, didn't I got get it from any the. Of that. Yeah, it's it's in the synopsis though for the movie, um, and so I was like, oh, okay, so I guess that's what's happening here. Well, <laughs> but no, uh, I, it looks yeah, fun I mean, though. It, it's. <laughs> Well, yeah, sure, Dave. Lots of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it will be interesting to see the Russo brothers do something not Marvel, you know? Sure. And sure. Um, well, they, they they did that one uh, that one Netflix action movie, didn't they? The the Hemsworth one. Um, oh, Triple it, Extraction or whatever. Or, yeah, what one of those? Um, I didn't watch it. Yeah, it wasn't very good. But this does look good, though. I'll give them that. All right. Well, the trailer <laughs> starts with a bank robbery set against pop music so baby driver was the first thing that came to my mind right okay then i thought about the uh soldier aspect of it and the and i thought of the great film the david o russell movie about soldiers stealing when they were in iraq three kings and yeah, yeah. and then the last one i thought of because there was so much look like training stuff was full metal jacket so i don't know how much I'm on or off on this one, but those were the things I thought of. So. This was a really tough one to come up with pieces for. It, it's they're really kind of playing it close to the vest with like what exactly is going to happen in this movie, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's a bit of a tough one. I also a, another thing about the trailer is um, from from directors like the Russo brothers who are just so just mainstream, you know, when I think of them, that's what I think of. It was interesting that this movie seems so critical of, of, you know, uh, our whole obsession with war in this country and everything like that and not treating veterans. Right. But they uh, used to direct, you know, arrested development episodes. They just that's true. ended up in, on the Marvel universe. And so, you know, he gave them a yeah. chance. <laughs> so uh the the pieces i had here uh the first one a, a movie that is a completely different kind of movie but just dealing with that whole ptsd and and not treating our our soldiers when they come home i thought of leave no trace uh which is a fantastic movie uh about you know a soldier who comes home and just can't quite fit back into society uh and and the way uh you know is raising his daughter and all that and out in the woods 
Um, great movie. The, the other one I thought of, and again, I don't know for sure if this is really going to fit, but I thought of the Scott Cooper film Out of the Furnace with Casey Affleck and uh, Christian Bale. And the way that uh, this soldier comes home, ends up getting you know addicted to opioids, and then ends up just getting deeper and deeper into this world of drugs and violence and uh, life just not returning to any kind of normalcy. Um, so the, those were the things that I thought of here. Yeah, I think that's fair. I do love Leave No Trace. You know, I, I haven't seen it in so many years, but I, I wasn't menaced to society about a bunch of Vietnam veterans who come back and are kind of forgotten by... Interesting. Yeah, by the world, and they start robbing banks. I think so. I don't remember. And then also Tom Holland. We just saw him last year as a character with uh, with bad circumstances who uh, you know commits crimes in the devil all the time. Yeah, this is definitely a double feature with that. I think. So our last movie, uh, and a very ridiculous looking movie, but I. Am excited for. Uh, it is a live action adaptation of Tom and Jerry coming to theaters and VOD on February 26th, starring Chloe Grace Moretz and Colin Jost and Michael Pena. And I think this looks so much fun. So dumb, but so much fun. Jason, were you a fan of this trailer? No, Dave, I wasn't. And from yeah, the you, audience, tried to get, you tried to get this off the list. I, I went through everything coming out in February. <laughs> and there's some stuff we're leaving off, like uh, mm -hmm. Judah, Judah and the Black Messiah. Which looks uh, so good. Yeah, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, which looks like which looks uh, Kristen Wiig going back to her crazy, you know, comedy roots. Uh, the Courier could be good. You know, there's a lot of interest. French Exit, Michelle. When was the last time we saw Michelle Pfeiffer really own a movie, right? You know? Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, you demanded Tom and Jerry, Dave. I sure uh, did. And the plot of this is uh, they move to New York City and Jerry is a mouse in a fancy hotel, and they uh, get Tom to try to solve the problem. Wait, was there a plot in this? I didn't. I didn't Why, know. Dave? Why are you excited about this film? <laughs> uh, you know, I you know I I love a good movie, but I also love a really really dumb ridiculous movie, and this looks like it's gonna fill that void. I mean, Michael Pena can be so much fun when he's you know given the chance to like run free and just be ridiculous. Yeah, but this isn't like Ant Man, doing that. dude. I, this is not. It could that. be. It could be. It could be. We will no. see. And I will tell you also why I wanted to do this one is because I still haven't gotten a chance to do an episode on Sonic the Hedgehog, one of my favorite movies of 2020. And this movie looks like it is right there in the same vein as that. The live action with the animation mixed in and uh, just it, it takes everything that's, you know, about the characters, but then kind of ups it with this kind of current ridiculous humor that seems to be prevalent in a lot of animation right now and i don't know it just looks so much fun to me no it looks horrible and you're you're <laughs> saying like oh i didn't get a chance to do a sonic the it's your podcast you can schedule a damn episode for sonic the hedgehog whenever you want 2020 was a very busy year no I, you did plenty of episodes so um, so what was one of your pieces, Sonic the Hedgehog? One Go of them, Sonic the Hedgehog, and the other one, uh, is The Witches, which was just remade last yeah. year with, you know, with, uh, rats or mice, I forget, in, in a, a fancy hotel. 
the remake, also a very, very ridiculous movie with Anne Hathaway, but uh, the original with Angelica Houston, much better. Uh, I don't like the original. I didn't see the okay. new one. Um, I thought of The Secret Lives of Pets because that's all about, you know, and I guess if you want to go back further, you could go to Oliver and Company, but the idea of animals running amok in New York City, right? So that was my I love first... I love animals. I love Yeah, animals. I love animals too, Dave. But that's really not um, a good excuse for this movie. Um, I thought of the 1997 film starring Nathan Lane, Mouse Hunt, and oh. I believe Christopher Walken's in that, uh, where they uh, uh, literally, I think, hunt a mouse. And the last one I thought of was one we covered on Awesome Movie Year uh, season two, the Palm d'Or winner, four months, uh, three weeks, and two days. A very, very hard to watch <laughs> film about getting an abortion in Romania because I feel like it's going to be about that much of an effort to sit through this. And um, that's what I thought of. <laughs> Solid pick. <laughs> Well, that wraps up the movies we're talking about here on this trailer episode. But as you mentioned, there are a lot of other movies coming out in February. Uh, it's going to be another busy month, um, but they're they're all busy months. And as we know from your awesome movie year podcast, every year is an awesome movie year. And this looks like it'll be no different, right? This, uh, you know, this is this is the year of Netflix movies, right? They're going to... Put out it's always the year of movies. Netflix movies. No, but this year they really just said like, "Hey, get get up, get on." You know, let's go. So yeah, um, I think this will it'll be interesting, and we'll see what uh, these first two do because you know they they put out so many. Like you're saying, like which are the ones that break through? But yeah. I do think that both um, both of them that we mentioned for Netflix, Malcolm and Marie, and uh, I care a lot could could break through. Definitely, definitely, both look great. So, uh, yeah, that does it for this. Uh, Jason, uh, why don't you tell people what's going on over on Awesome Movie Year? Awesome Movie Year, by the time this is released, will be probably wrapping up our 1984 season, and then we'll be right into season seven, uh, which we uh, are moving forward, back to the aughts. Um, so for those of you who like something, uh, well, I already mentioned, we talked about Peter Dinklage in the station agent. So, so people can look it up from there yeah, and figure 2003, out 2003 guys. That's the next season. Okay. 2003. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason, thank you, uh, as always for doing this. And, uh, you want to plug your website or any of that as well? My website's horrible. Go for jason.com. <laughs> but if you want to follow me on social, uh, Jason Harris comedy, Facebook, Instagram, J Harris comedy on Twitter. Say hi, I'm all for that. Well, thanks again for being here, man. All right, Dave, you have a good one. This is JC. And the lady one. From Screen Fix Podcast. Come listen to our show, where we provide gentle edits. And sometimes change the whole movie. To fix a movie we're watching. Have you ever walked out of a movie and said to your friend, that was pretty good, but you know what they should have done? That's this show. Listen along and share your fixes with us. Find Screen Fix anywhere you listen to podcasts. Oh, and follow us on Twitter. And Instagram. At Screen Fix Pod. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about some of the upcoming movies for February 2021. Thank you to Jason Harris for joining me, as always, on these special trailer roundup episodes. And look forward to getting Jason back on the show again soon. In the meantime... 
you guys should all go check out Awesome Movie Year, which, like we mentioned, is about to finish up its sixth season, which was on the films of 1984. Lots of great episodes in that season, so go check it out. And while you're at it, check out the previous five seasons and get subscribed and ready for season seven. So you can find Awesome Movie Year wherever you find Piecing It Together, which you also should make sure you are subscribed to. And you can also follow Piecing It Together on social media. We're on Twitter. I'm starting to use Instagram a little more. Um, of course, Facebook as well. At PiecingPod is our handle. So check us out on all the social medias. And join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. Don't forget about the Patreon I mentioned at the top of the show. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. We also have PiecingPod.com, the website, where there will be a lot more content other than just the podcast uh, later this year. I don't know how soon, but uh, it's coming. We got plans for it. Plans that are not just more podcast episodes, but other stuff, too. Making use of that WordPress site. So uh, that does it for today. And let's play you guys off with a piece of my music like I always do. And... I think I'm going to go with something from my most recent album, David Rosen. Let's see, what track should I play? Uh, I am going to go with the song With Purpose. I think I've played all the songs from this album already. I, I got a little excited in those last few months of the year promoting this album, so I played a lot of this music. But uh, if I didn't play it yet, yeah, this is called With Purpose. And it is from the album David Rosen that I put out in October. And I am working now on more music for another album, but first I got to finish scoring a film, like I mentioned in our uh, little January wrap-up episode that I posted last week. But then I will be back to more new music. But for now, this is With Purpose from my most recent album, David Rosen. Enjoy this, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together coming up real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.